0: Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Courtside Podcast, an NBA podcast. This episode is brought to you by YouTube channels Highway Temptation and Captain Barbo, who make content weekly on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel on Spotify. Good evening, everybody, and welcome in for another episode of the Courtside Podcast. And this time will be another exclusive NBA playoffs review of the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Chicago Bulls series. In round one of the Eastern Conference as they take that one 4-1 to one, over the Chicago Bulls. Milwaukee moves on to the second round after yesterday's victory in game five as the Milwaukee Bucks beat out Chicago 116-100. to 100. And that one was kind of the same story that we've been seeing throughout this entire series where the Bulls offensive struggles continued for the third straight game. As the Milwaukee Bucks went off multiple runs to blow out Chicago Bulls team without Zach Levine, which Levine was actually in health and safety protocols for game five. And the biggest lead for the Bucks in that game was actually 29 points. I mean, they outscored Chicago in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter. They went on multiple runs. And they only give up, I believe, the lead once in the first quarter early off. And it was only a one-point deficit that Chicago was leading. But that was the only chance that the Bulls even had over Milwaukee in this one. As Giannis coupo, 33 points and 9 rebounds, only 1 rebound away from a double-dough, but accurate from the field, about 73.3% field goal percentage. And Pat Connington, I mean, right behind him there in Milwaukee, was 6-9 and nine for 3, and had himself 20 points to show out in this win. And can't forget the next Ray Allen, possibly. I hate to say that, but it's another Allen out there. Grayson Allen of the Milwaukee Bucks. 50% from 3, and overall field goal percentage. He ended off with... 13 points, and now he's seeing more and more minutes right now with this Bucks team. 27 minutes and 16 seconds in this game. So they love him over there. They're actually booing him from the crowd. And I guess that boo is out of straight love. But we might see more of Grayson Allen as we now know that Chris Middleton is potentially might not be in these playoffs, but we do know for a fact he would not be. For the second round for the Milwaukee Bucks which will be also going into who they face off in the second round and what that might mean for the Milwaukee Bucks later on in the future but the one struggle I think Milwaukee had was probably with Drew Holiday who of course again he was still kind of 50-50 offensively you know 4 and 14 from the field only had 10 points in this one And when you're shooting 20.6% from the field, you have to do something else. So the good thing is he was still contributing to the offense. Got himself 9 assists. So he was facilitating a lot out there as the point guard that he is. However, you know, the offense needs to pick up with his defense. So right now he's not looking like the same Drew Holly that we saw from last year's championship team. But they got an easy break against the Bulls who were just as similar to what we've been seeing from their lacklustre offense. From DeMar DeRozan. 11 points in this one. 50% for the field. Yeah, sure. Vucevic, you know, 19 points, but was 3-9 and nine from three. And Javante Green, 1-8 and eight from the field. I mean, that's below 20% field goal percentage. And he only had three points in this one. And Colby White coming off the bench was probably the biggest spot on this team that I had to say was pretty positive. He had himself 17 points off the bench and was shooting 4-13 and 13 from three, which is another struggle. From this Bulls offense and Billy Donovan, I have to say, you know, in the press conference after the game, he was saying that I was very proud of this group of guys. You know, they, you know, they fought through adversity. And then, of course, the injuries was a huge part of what reason why the Chicago team dropped all the way to the sixth seed after they took the number one seed for a while in the beginning of this year. They actually uh, dropped. I mean, significantly, they started the season 27-11 and then finished 19-25 go into the end of the year with Lonzo Ball missing about 42 games due to a knee injury and Lonzo was actually out for this entire series. So again, Lonzo Ball being out, Zach Levine not being in game 5 due to health and safety protocol. So this was a Chicago team that was lacking in offense against a championship defense and mind you, an MVP candidate, Giannis Cooper who always going to give you points and not even that, he's also building like this crazy shot past the perimeter and that's going to be something horrific to see in the league if you're going to be trying to defend him that Giannis is actually building up a shot and he's becoming more accurate in the paint as well past the perimeter so he's kind of a guy that you have to figure out because he's going to be unguardable soon but the Chicago Bulls lose that one game five and they lose every single game at home and and just to clarify that, let's go into what we saw from every single game of the series, starting with game one, where Milwaukee won that one, ninety-three to 86 over the Chicago Bulls in a tight-knit game. However, Chicago's DeMar DeRozan and company were shooting below 35% from the field. And that means by company, I mean the big three in Chicago at the time, Vucevic Zach Levine, as well as DeMar DeRozan, all shooting below 35% from the field. But DeMar said, hey, I'm not going to go 6-25 and for another night. I guarantee you that. And the guarantee he gave us. As Chicago ended up taking one away from Milwaukee, 114-110 in game two. And honestly, I thought the tie was switching a little bit. I actually put in my last podcast, I put down, I believe on Monday, that, hey, Milwaukee's in danger. If Demar Derozan's getting hot and he's going straight to the United Center, he's gonna make sure at least they take a game in Chicago. And that, where I felt like, if you go into a game five all knitted up, I mean, Chicago already got a win in Milwaukee. They can easily take the series if they wanted to. It all depends if they keep healthy and if they keep on, you know, matching the hits. But they weren't able to match any of the offensive hit that Milwaukee was giving them in Game Three nor Four, as they got blown out at home court against the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks won Game Three, 111 to 81. Game Four, 119 to 95, going to the Bucks' way. And that one was another Grayson Aller development. Giannis Antetokounmpo dominating, getting himself 28, 20, 30 points a game. So they go into Milwaukee Game Five. You already lost Zach Levine. This was kind of a death sentence, and you know the writing was on the wall for Chicago. For a lot of people that were following this series, that they weren't going to come back. The only hope they had was taking at least a game in Chicago. Because losing two straight at home, I mean, that's good enough to make you, you know, almost a sweep. In reality, this series should have been a sweep in game two if it wasn't for DeMar DeRozan putting up big numbers of past 40. And then, of course, the Chicago Bulls team following suit with them in game two offensively, knocking everything down. But this was a game, like, I mean, I have to say, this was a really entertaining series, but then it hit game three. You know, it was a great two games in this series and then hit game three and it was just Milwaukee all the way. And now we look at the leaders for both of these squads. First off with the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 28.6 points per game in this series. And not even that, averaging a double-double so far in these playoffs with the rebounds per game being 13.4. And funny enough, following him with the Bulls leader in this series, in my eyes, was Nikola Vucevic had himself 19.4 points per game and as well averaging a double-double with 12.4 rebounds per game. So both of these squads had some great showing out from individual players. However, it was all about the cast. You know, it was all about your bench. How does your second guy pull up? How does he help out and affect this franchise in this series? Well, DeMar DeRozan did everything he can. Vucevic did everything he can, but it never looked like Both of them were ever on fire, let alone Zach Levine. Sure, first ever playoff appearance out of his eight-year career. He wasn't really there at all. I don't know if it was just because it's the NBA championship Milwaukee Bucks who still have that championship caliber defense and was playing really aggressive. It was aggressive game five, but of course, Milwaukee lives for the brutality because they have Giannis going crazy in the paint and then Bobby Portis and Drew Holiday. They're they're skin-tight defenders, so that one for sure was probably the reason why we did not see much of this Chicago offense going off, let alone Zach Levine. And speaking of Zach Levine, we go straight into the Bulls' future. I mean, we got a couple of free agents coming up for the Chicago Bulls. And Zach Levine, for the first time in his NBA career, will be an unrestricted free agent. So he has the freedom to go anywhere he wants. He can definitely sign back with the Bulls if he wants to run it back again. But it's really questionable right now. Zach Levine, Derrick Jones Jr., and Tristan Thompson followed them all together into the free agency. We still don't know exactly what's going to happen with Zach Levine. He could, I think he's most likely going to come back. But at the same time, there's going to be a lot of teams out there. I mean, look at Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn could definitely use Zach Levine if they wanted to. I mean, Zach Levine, Kyrie, KD, why not? And plus, he can always go back to Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota will definitely welcome him with open arms. And that team is growing as we speak. Definitely growing as we speak. I would love to see that lineup of they add Zach. Put him with D'Lo. Anthony Edwards. Carl Anthony Towns. Hell, I mean, if you want, put D'Lo on the bench. Have Zach Levine go back and forth. But there's a lot of questions for these Bulls. I mean, they started the year 27-11. Finished 19-25 at the end of the regular season. Lonzo Ball was injured for a majority of this season. 42 games missed due to a knee injury. And... Also, another thing, nobody even knows if Lonzo is even going to be with this team for long. So, the Bulls, they have a future that's a little bit murky right now. We don't really know exactly what's going to happen to a majority of their starting cast. However, the Bucks' future is guaranteed for this Sunday as they will take the Boston Celtics in the second round matchup on Sunday on ABC at 1 p.m. And that one, I think, will probably be the biggest series. That we have to see so far at the Eastern Conference. Whoever wins that series will most likely make it to the NBA Finals representing the Eastern Conference. No doubt in my mind about that. The side of the bracket, which include Boston and Milwaukee on the same side, is the strongest one. I mean, it was either that or the Brooklyn Nets, with Kevin Durant, or either that of, you know, DeMar Rosen and the Chicago Bulls, which we just talked about being gone in five games. But at the same time, both of these teams Dominated their series. Both of them with one of the best defenses out there. The offense obviously has two guys that are superstar caliber, right? A following cast of guys who can easily play defense and give you numbers. I mean, we probably have to say that Milwaukee and Boston right now are the only two teams out there in the Eastern Conference that can say that, oh, we can get six guys with double digits in a game. No question about that. That's almost a guarantee. All the way down from the starting five of Boston to at least the last three guys in an eight-man rotation. They can all give you double digits. And then the bench of Milwaukee, I mean, majority of those guys can even be starters on other NBA teams like Sacramento or whatnot. So this is probably going to go to six games. Now, do I believe that Milwaukee is going to win over the Boston Celtics? I really don't believe so just because the Celtics have been the best team the past three months, let alone Jason Tatum is closing into a true form and their defense was so good even on the games that they were lacking offensively. They still kept it to, let's say, we need a comeback or they were always in the game no matter what their offense looked like. And then when we look at Milwaukee right now, as I said before, with their defense, Chicago only averaged 95.2 as a team in overall points per game, right? It's incredible just to think about a couple of years ago that that would be, you know, maybe in the middle of the league overall with defensively. But having a team, especially a playoff team like the Chicago Bulls, to be below 100 points a game, that's impressive today's NBA. I mean, especially when we're talking about the 4 Steve Nash, Phoenix Suns here were, you know, getting a bucket after five seconds was... Just mind boggling to think about now. Nowadays, is almost like it's expected, you know. I mean, the offense usually runs about 10 seconds and they're down the court again, going back and forth. That's how quick the offense has become in the NBA today, let alone between these two teams of Milwaukee and the Boston Celtics, who their defense has controlled the game for them to actually catch up if they're struggling on the offense. So, this will be an interesting series for both of these teams. And as I said before, to end it off here for this review, Chris Middleton now out for the entire second round of the season. So what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what. If you like Grayson Allen, you're going to love the second round if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Grayson Allen, I guarantee, will probably average 25 minutes in this series. Now, what type of, you know, is he going to put up 25 points a game? Probably not. Is he going to give you 15 plus? Sure. Why not? But he's going to give you a lot of shot attempts on the arc past the three probably in the corners or even the left wing he's gonna go crazy over there and yawn is i mean i'm really curious what the boston celtics are gonna do defensively because they can definitely go back to a 3-2 defense which they did in 2019 during their round two matchup when Kyrie irving was still on that team but i mean you know al horford on yawn is possibly closing out the airspace like they did with kevin durant making sure he has nowhere to go with it it's possible. I'm, I'm going to be really curious to see exactly how the Boston Celtics adapt to this monster, the Greek freak, which he is called. But of course, that will be coming up soon on Sunday at one o'clock Eastern time on ABC. I want to thank you again for joining us for another playoff review. This one of the Milwaukee Bucks taking it into five games against the Chicago Bulls as they won this series 4-1 in a best of seven. And look out for the next episode coming soon.